Hello and welcome to the RIP Sports Podcast. My name is Forrest Hansen and I am joined today by Oscar Hampton. What's up? And Mike Anderson. Hi guys. This is a smooth podcast. <laughs> we have Forrest again with his brown leather couch. And he is going to introduce you and us to the NBA. As we close out a year... How do you feel? I was I was not ready for I was ready for something to happen. My friend pre pre warned us that there would be an event accompanying his introduction. I, I just I just think our that. intros are always like, Hi, and welcome to your therapy session about the NBA. <laughs> I'm joined today by Oscar Hampton and he's like and he's like hey guys I'm the peppy I'm the peppy happy guy on this podcast and then I'm like oh Mike's the token goofy guy and then Forrest is like the token Dr. Phil so like (laughs) today we're going to be discussing the NBA together let's all have a lot of fun and play nice with one another so it's it's like some borderline ASMR stuff it's good I like Like, it I like your take Mike like you should only wear sweaters yeah, basically. Like, well, like that's I good because you, I do fl- only wear sweaters. <laughs> I picture you like is that <laughs> Mister Rogers clip that's floating around Facebook right now, where he like learns how to do like the the hip hop move. Like, have oh, you seen that sure. one that's floating around? Yep. Yeah, it's and he's trying to do like the worm like down his arms and stuff like that, and that's Forrest Hansen. I do think that my finest work in Photoshop might still be photoshopping Kobe's head onto Mister Rogers's body. That is. I mean, Wait, what? the muse cage just makes sense. Wait, what? The muse cage makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, that's the icon for our Facebook chat, Oscar. I photoshopped Kobe's head. Welcome to the Mr. chat, Rogers Oscar. Welcome to body. the chat. You've only been in this chat for like three years. What are you doing? The, it has been this for a year. I, I don't know what to tell you anymore, Oscar. Um, okay, anyway. Oh. To, as we I don't close know, like, out 2017... Welcome to 2017, Oscar. <laughs> I guess I've never really honestly paid attention to that. Oh my goodness. How have I not? All right. Well, that's well, that is Kobe Bryant's On face. that exact note, our quick question for today is about Mr. Kobe Bryant. Kobe, two numbers retired, number eight, number 24. I thought that this was a Mike Anderson question because it's so Lakers specific, but it turns out that Oscar was the AI who threw it out there. So who do you think was better? Number eight, Kobe, or number twenty-four, Kobe. Um, Oscar, I'm going to start with you because I'm sure that Mike has like more thoughts than one human could possibly have on this topic. Whoa, so whoa. Uh, we're we're just going to breeze through you and me, and then we're going to let Mike just like hold court for a solid ten-minute Kobe monologue. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm I like I just I have one like I was going to say hey let's just have Mike. You know, talk for ten minutes. Like you're saying, like that was basically you're just why yielding like, the like, floor. Like, let's talk about something that's something relevant. Rip at this point. the Rip Sports Podcast. Yeah. Welcome to Lake Show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Kobe that didn't play with Shaq. So 24 Kobe, Kobe on his own, mm-hmm. the the Lone Ranger, mm-hmm. Kobe Bean Bryant, mm-hmm. the Black Mamba. Yeah. I'm, All right, so you prefer non-Afro hoodie, Kobe, is what I'm what I'm hearing from you. Post pro I mean, like, Kobe, I like Afro Kobe. I, like, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, Afro Kobe's great. Like Afro Kobe is great. Like let's not let's not get it twisted. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the the 
Kobe that did not play with Shaq. So I'm gonna have to go with number twenty-four. All right, I I, I can I can hear the slight shade in that statement from Oscar. <laughs> Mike, do you, you got any thoughts here? Um, I'm actually gonna try to keep this not a ten-minute dialogue. <laughs> All right. Nine minutes. Okay. I, I appreciate it. It'll be 15. All so right. <laughs> um, hold on to your butts. Um, I think that there are a couple things. And we've talked at, at length about this. And Kobe's one of like the weirdest guys in some regards to rank all time. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, to your point, uh, Forrest, like you've made this point numerous times, is that Kobe is a guy who's actually marked by his incredible consistency like that, like over 20 years. That's his that's his thing. And when you go and look at these splits, I mean, to be within 150 points from the first 10 years to the second 10 years, you know, to be within 10 assists, to be within 200 rebounds, you know, like like these types of things of it it just speaks. It's it's an incredible thing to think about that, like. Kobe at 19 was the same Kobe at 34, you know, like, like, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of an interesting thing to, to look at. Um, I think I, I can't choose. And here's the reason why. All right. This is a cop out. This is a cop out. <laughs> this isn't a cop out. You got to choose one. The two Kobe's are standing over the cliff. You know, one of them will fall. You can only save one, Mike. Which there, one there, there's a reason why I'm, I'm both, glad this turned both into an numbers. Rick and Morty. Like, what? <laughs> this, there's a reason why that, that two jerseys got retired. Because I really oh, think that it's so. two different Kobe's. Oh, okay. All right. Um, the first Kobe is a young, athletic, brash, uh, like, aggressive Kobe. And the second Kobe is a much more calculated, uh, crafty veteran Kobe. Oh, you mean and, so he modeled his game after MJ? I mean, MJ right, not going to do for this. 20 we're, years. So, we're, we're, we're um, not going to do this. We're not going to do this. MJ had eight good years. Kobe had 20 very good years. So here's, here's, here's the there. thing. I think that what, what marked... Uh, and which is what I would probably go with twenty four Kobe, um, a, a over eight if I was if I had to choose. But what I liked what I like about it is is a completely different narrative. Um, it's the whole uh, his whole court case that he had, and then after that is when he mm-hmm. switched his number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what came to light in that case, and we're not going to talk about that to an extent right now like i think that the there's a lot of different factors and the fact that that someone wouldn't testify etc 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 uh speaks a lot to it what i do think we saw with with 24 kobe is that you saw a very intentional person and a person who was who didn't just cruise through his late 20s of and his early 30s but a guy who was like purposeful and intentional both on and off the court. So I think that 24 Kobe was probably my favorite, although athletically I really enjoyed watching 8 Kobe. All right. Um, I'm going to give a very short answer here. 
Uh, and it's that I think that eight Kobe was probably better at basketball than the 24 Kobe. And here's what I mean by that. Um, he was just, he was a more athletic player. He was, it was more centered in his prime. Um, there were more, uh, individual moments probably for 24 Kobe. And you're right, Oscar, that 24 Kobe had, you know, certainly did not have the help that, um, that number eight Kobe had. Uh, and I'm starting to mix up these Kobe's because their names are both Kobe. So I'm losing my own train of thought here. But um, I think that just like the athletic level of play was so much higher, obviously in the prime of his life, early in his career. You know, you just, you can't expect to sustain that through a through the entirety of like a 20-ish year career. Um, can, I, can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so they both scored uh, 1,600 points in a regular yes. season, um, mm-hmm. almost like almost seventeen hundred points. Does the fact that twenty four Kobe was basically hurt the last mm-hmm. three seasons mm-hmm. play into why you like twenty four? Because a lot of those stats he he accumulated over, we'll say, eight seasons versus ten. It does for me. Okay. I think that's a fair point. I mean, I I think that for both of them it kind of comes out in the wash a little bit because eight Kobe had, I mean, his rookie season, he was, he was fine. Um, and then his kind of sophomore season, he was good, but he wasn't Kobe yet. Um, yeah. And what you really kind of see is in that, that third, fourth, fifth year um, is when he really blossomed as an individual player. So I would say that for both of them, they kind of had like two or three years on either end where they weren't, weren't really themselves um, later life Kobe due to injury earlier life, Kobe doing to being a young player as many players experience some struggles early in their career. So we've got, um, yeah, we got uh, two votes for 24. We got one vote for eight, but honestly, it sounds like we're all pretty split on, uh, on both of them. Mike, even, you know, kind of refusing to choose between his children, which (laughs) I totally respect because that's a a hard choice. they're, They're two different types of player, which is kind of like to both of your points, right? Like, You've got, like, Crafty Veteran at 24, and, like, if you go watch a Kobe Bryant highlight reel, like, mm-hmm. the dude was bouncing out of the gym. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, dude, yeah. Like, he, he was, was an athletic marvel. He, and and it just goes to show, because, like, a lot of people would say, like, Kobe wasn't the most athletic 6'7 dude. Mm. Which talks sure. just talks about how like the league the league is an incredibly athletic league. Yeah, that's, but like that's kind of a ridiculous statement just mm-hmm. on its face. If you just listen to the phrase mm-hmm. "not a very athletic six yeah. seven dude," it's like you're not wrong. You're not wrong. We are camping here, by the way, uh, and I, I love it. We can talk Lakers all day. Oh yeah, no, I mean that but, that turned from a quick question to like a medium length question, but we should definitely right. get into the meat of what we're doing here. I do you have do, do either of you have closing thoughts as non Laker fans? Um, I think just this is actually totally like kind of a sidebar thing. I'd be interested in us talking about how players like Kobe and MJ and LeBron have been able to change and warp their game later in their careers in a way that we haven't seen a lot of other players do. Like there's a specific, just... there's just like this specific shift that Kobe and MJ, and then I think we're seeing now with LeBron and what they're doing on the floor. Like when, as they got older, Kobe and MJ started posting up more. They weren't just taking it at people. They're not just yeah. using their athleticism and they shift to this game that is equally almost as dominant as what they were doing before. I mean, I before. think that you see 
Yeah, totally. I, I mean, those are just two exemplary players in their own right. I think in general, you do see players modify their game as they age a little bit. I, I mean, Ray Allen is a great example of this. Where I was, was just going to bring up Ray. That's a good, oh, that's there good, you go. That's Perfect. One. That's a good one. Because yeah, he's, a, he's he... a dude who went from competing in the finals of the 1997 slam dunk yep. contest mm-hmm. to yep. a guy who could who had a four-inch vertical and was just raining threes. Yeah, he only like, ever took a corner three. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, and so I think that we need to be kind of conscious of our own um, our own tendencies to just like these are players we watched a lot. Yeah, like we it's, watched it's Kobe a lot. We it's watched fair. MJ a lot. We watched LeBron a lot. So like we're kind of more aware of the little nuances of change. But yeah, longevity is a lot about being able to modify. And, and Kobe was a chameleon. He was yeah. uniquely gifted in that regard. But I think you're totally right, Oscar. We can absolutely delve into that some other time. Maybe on a on a future episode because yeah. this one is jammed pack with holiday <laughs> cheer. That's right. That's this what is I'm the gifts talking episode. About. This, this is, is the gifts episode, this everybody. This is the holiday hangover episode. Yes, this is, you know, most of the holidays are over. Christmas, rearview mirror, Kwanzaa, rearview mirror, Hanukkah, rearview mirror. I actually, I'm going to no, confess Qu- something Kwanzaa's to you guys. Still happening. Kwanzaa's still I have happening. no idea when Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa is. is happening right it's, now. Yeah, that's it's, my it's confession. It's an eight-day so, thing that starts the day after okay. Christmas. Yeah. All right. Well, we're leaving that into the podcast because I just <laughs> no one should be shocked that the what whitest person about. in our podcast doesn't know when Kwanzaa is. No one should look, be shocked. man. Just because I don't know when Kwanzaa is doesn't mean you got to be a hater like that. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay, I'm doing my best over here. Um, <laughs> hey, he's hosting the podcast yeah. now. Now get back on your brown leather couch. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right, guys. We're giving out some gifts together. Oh my goodness. How do okay. these gifts make you feel? I can't even. Oh my god. So here's the idea of this segment of the show. We have picked some teams. We are each going to rotate through. We're going to give them some quick gifts. If we could give this team anything, what would we give them? Some of these gifts are real gifts. They're like a player that would really help them out. Some of these gifts are funny gifts. You know, we're just there for the entertainment value. And some of these gifts are actually constructed from a pure mountain of salt. Those are mostly mine. <laughs> those, are, those are the funnest <laughs> those gifts. Are, the, those are mostly the mine. The pillar of salt so, gifts. Does anyone have one that they want to start with? Like like a good a good kickoff one? If you guys don't, I, I can sub I, I have, one. I have one that I think is a... Uh, a less serious so if we're going to start like it's 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 lower on the tier very few of these serious, are serious like, but let's you know let's like do that it. kind of thing um mm-hmm. okay so if i were to gift a team anything it would be a spotlight for the raptors all right all so right, just here's a big spotlight above just a giant yeah like here's the great white north you know etc 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 uh, the spot the spotlight is spotlighting. Uh, this might be the best Raptors team we've seen in this era. Spoiler: I totally agree. Um, and I'm not gonna go jump into numbers on all this stuff because we want to like hit stuff quickly on this. But they're sneaky good. Yeah. Uh, they're really I think, good. They're I think shooting they're like, threes. They're passing the ball. What's going on here? Yeah. and like all all the things that indicate that you are going to do better has been has happened this season they've gone from like last in the league to passing to like 18th in the league in passing like you know like (laughs) like like they're not like the best but like the the things that it would before they've always kind of been like a tier two team but these little like increases across the board 
mm-hmm. ha- I think has propelled this team to be like a legitimate tier one team. Like I, I'm not going to come out and say that they're better than, than LeBron because that's like a cardinal sin, but uh, they're the third best team in the East I think they're over, over the Wizards and probably would give the Celts a run for their money in a, in a seven game. Like, that's yeah, where there's I'm definitely at. an argument to be had there for sure. So I'm gonna go a little bit off schedule here, Mike, because you you let off with the Raptors, which I think is right. And I'm gonna give a surprise gift to a member of this podcast. This is not in our show doc. We're we're going off the board. Oh man, it's Christmas. Before the season, it is Christmas. Before the season began, we forced Oscar to choose an NBA team. We forced him to choose an NBA team, and eventually. Oscar chose the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm, Oscar uh, chose is a is a uh, is an interesting it's sort of a general an term. It's sort of a general term. Yeah, okay, but but long story short, you chose the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm. and um, honestly, Oscar, I apologize for that because that's that's my fault. That's my fault. That's my bad. We shouldn't have pigeonholed you into the Thunder. The Thunder have been like a hate watchable team this year, but not really a watchable team this year. They're really and bad. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a gift, Oscar. You're gonna unwrap it. You're gonna you're gonna open it up. What's what's in the box, Oscar? Oh look, it's the Toronto Raptors. It's your new team. I don't want it. This makes perfect what? sense. This you makes perfect sense. Know. It's a team no. built around I... the, the mid range game. Their probably best player is like MJ super, super, super discount version in DeMar DeRozan. They're surly. There's a lot of culture. Drake is effectively their mascot. What is not to like here? They have a strong social media game. They have a strong social media game. game. Great mascot. So here's the real. This is something you don't know. Purple jerseys? Purple jerseys, Oscar. Might as well be purple jerseys. This is something that you don't know about me, and I'm just going to let our seven viewers know about this. uh, We have nine. Oh, we have nine now? Oh, sweet. Um, Is that I cannot support a team whose mascot I am, like, absolutely afraid of. Like, this is is real. (laughs) real I was not expecting. I was not ready. Like real talk, ready. like I thought the, you were the, gonna the, bag the, on the mascot, not go with actual terror. That's fantastic. Okay. Like real talk, the first Jurassic Park, that scene when the raptor opens the door, like gave me yeah, nightmares. Yeah, you see, you the, see the, the clever girl scene. Nightmares like that. Like uh-huh. raptors are the scariest thing to exist. Like no, like absolutely not. So yeah, no, I, I can't handle it. Like I like, completely agree with you. Right now, and I don't know, know if I've ever seen you more serious. It's not. You like, are no, mortified like, and afraid. And I get it. They're legit terrifying. I know that they've been extinct for millions of years, but like. But you still have the fear. I still have deep the in your fear. soul. Yeah, you know, yeah. some some jerk is gonna create like engine and like try to bring one of these things back to life, and I'm just you know like, I'm done. That's it. You're just you're done. This is what I. You're think moving about to Canada if that happens. <laughs> and this right, is a well, plug so for much... his Boldly Nerd podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Boldly Nerd on YouTube for Please more do. of Oscar's do. outlandish I takes. I actually should do a video oh, about how afraid I am of raptors. I mean, fun. Anyway, you really should. A, you absolutely should. B, Oscar, my gift was a dud. It was a lump of coal in your stocking. Do you have any gifts to give anybody? Um, I think my first gift, I'm just going to stick with, uh, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Hawks. And there are multiple teams that could get this gift. Like, let's be real. 
I mean, if we're going with it, uh, Dallas could also give this gift. So, but I'm giving so here's, something. So different. here's the picture. Here's the picture. We're all sit- like, all the teams are sitting around in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. And we're doing like the Secret Santa, mm-hmm. and Oscar just stood up and started walking directly at the Hawks. Yes. Oscar, what are you giving the Hawks? I'm picking them up out of the circle and moving them to the D-League circle and putting them down there. <laughs> that's what I'm doing for the Atlanta You just Hawks. put the Atlanta Hawks at the, at the kids' table. Yes, yeah, so I'm putting the yes. Atlanta Hawks at the kids' table during Christmas. That is They what are I'm getting doing. served sparkling cider 100%. <laughs> sparkling cider and mac and cheese while everyone else is eating prime rib. Like, exactly, look at this dude. Exactly. Jeez. Relegate them. They are garbage. Like... Let's, That's, let's do it. That is that is the quintessential anti gift, along with the thing you've been wanting to give the NBA for so the long. The NBA, like honestly, this is my gift for the NBA, just on the whole. But like, if I have to give it to one team, Atlanta needs it. Oh, man, I I don't know if I can get on board with Atlanta being the least functional team in the NBA. But like maybe you they just might don't be like the Atlanta. worst right now. They're pretty bad. They're they pretty are bad. bad. I mean, but, they got a good organization, but they're pretty bad. Right. Uh, I don't even know. Save, save me, save me, Forrest. What? What do you? There what are you a got? lot what, of what options. Gifts? There are a lot of options for relegation here. Let's really, put it that way right are. now. Like Dallas. Um, I'm gonna give a. Uh, I'm gonna give a really simple gift. I'm gonna give the Sixers the gift of functioning tendons. It's a great <laughs> gift. It's a great gift. It's long been a problem for their organization. Joel Embiid has been out for like an unspecified amount of time. He plays one game. He misses a game. No one has actually seen Markel Fultz for like a month and a half. He's actually in the witness protection program. Um, I think that he's in like a small town outside Atlanta, maybe somewhere. I'm I not totally if sure. Fultz is like actually real. He's is like, he a figment of our imagination? Number, he's the number one pick overall, and you never see him. Yeah, exactly. So it's he's he's living in this kind of fantasy dimension. That's um, that's what Boston traded. Boston traded. He knew that they that people were getting uh getting blackfished over here, you know, like like having fake girlfriends, <laughs> you know, and all this stuff. People hiding behind their keyboards. Getting and Boston's oh like goodness. Danny Ainge is over here. He's like yeah, nah. Here, you could take this, Sixers. We'll just go Danny with Danny Ainge Tatum. is actually a wizard. That's the only explanation here. So yeah, so 76ers, I'm going to give you an elite medical staff because I want to see more Joel Embiid on the court. I would love to know if Markel Fultz is a real boy or if he's Pinocchio <laughs> over here. And um, yeah, if we could just have all that work out, that would be fantastic. Because I would love... Here. He was probably the one who was like, late night instant messaging the 76ers as Markel Fultz, you know? Like, Danny hey guys, is I'm like, ready. I'm ready hey to guys, get in the gym. I'm, re- I'm ready, guys. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Yeah, not so much. Um, this is one that is spicy and full of salt. I'm so ready. It's, it is that every time Kyrie breaks ankles... And carries the basketball. Oh, no. He scores a point. Now Boston will be scoring 250 points a game, but no one can touch him. All the problems are solved. All the problems are solved. This combines so many of Mike's pet topics into one (laughs) macro topic. It's really a winner. 
it combines uh, I hate, a little hate bit the Celtics, of right? hate the Celtics. Hate the Celtics. Hate kind of sort of hate Kyrie a little tiny bit. I appreciate Kyrie's like skills. I just don't think that they're actual NBA skills. That doesn't even yeah, make you, you sense. You think he's the Mike. and one mixtape? Well, have you watched an and one clip? Like, come on, go go to YouTube, put in and one, no spaces, number one. Look right? up the white mamba, and you've got Kyrie Irving. I don't think that like he hasn't leveled up. He's actually digressed a little bit in Boston. His he statistics carries are literally the, identical. He carries the ball every dribble he takes. Every NBA All right, so we got a we got a sidebar. We got we like got a he's sidebar. He's the number one offender. This. We got to do it. Mike Anderson is on a crusade against carries. Just to give some context to anybody who might actually be listening to this, you know, I have seen some people have some some strong opinions about things in my in my life, Mike. You know, um, big topics. Cultural topics, <laughs> interpersonal topics, political topics. I don't think I've ever seen somebody get as mad about something as you when we were playing pickup at the YMCA about carrying the ball. That when you dribbled the ball up, actually like palming it every time you dribbled it was just the peak for me. I've never, I've never that seen somebody get that amped about that was, something. It was like, so good. Like, here's that was Mike and his. I, I, I have a confession. I have a confession. Put me on the brown coach couch. Let's do this. <laughs> here's my confession. How are you feeling, Mike? I literally turned off a Cavaliers game the other night. Because LeBron was carrying the ball up the court. <laughs> I I I couldn't do it. Like he was we, we need he to was give dribbling you a the porch ball. And, a and here's the thing. A carry is when you take your hand from the lower hemisphere of the ball uh-huh. and bring it turn the ball into the upper hemisphere of the ball and then you push the ball into the ground. And it bounces. Forrest, did he literally just say hemisphere? I, the part, <laughs> the part the southern of this, hemisphere of the ball. <laughs> like, like this is this is a thing that flat earthers would not get. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Well played. Circle, well played. Yes. So, Claps. so Kyrie LeBron is another prime offender of this. Is they take the ball from about they put their hand on about Australia, and they push down from like the North Pole. That motion sure. is called a carry. I mean, let's we're gonna set aside for a moment that like ninety eight percent of the league does this on like seventy percent of their dribbles. I agree with you that Kyrie's one of the absolute worst offenders. I would throw. Uh, I mean, LeBron's. LeBron definitely does it. Um, I, I'm not sure if he's particularly egregious. Uh, Dame Lillard is yeah. another guy where, like, every third dribble, it's a carry. Mm-hmm. Um, who who are some other uh, fun Steph people Curry. for it? Uh, I guess he'd – like, honestly, Steph's got small hands. He almost doesn't have a hand that's big enough to talk, pull the ball. Real talk, I think the it's, biggest it's, defenders of this are going to be the point guards in the league. Like, they are. Yeah, I mean, it's all the guys with oh, the it, to- it totally yeah. is. Yeah. Harden does it all the time. The only person who isn't doing this is Kawhi Leonard because his hand goes all the way around the basketball. It's like it's completely a fair around the basketball. The claw it's like doesn't a really need any additional help. Here. All right, so, we got to we got to keep this rolling. Oscar, do you have a gift to give to anyone? Okay, I'm thinking so of a gift. My Oscar. next gift, uh, I'm going to give. Should we go Thunder or should we go Dallas? 
Uh, we're doing we're doing our teams at the Are end. Are we doing our teams at the end? So then we're going with Dallas. Yeah. So I'm going to give the Dallas Mavericks a TARDIS. And here is why. This is the only way. We got to turn back the clock on Dirk. He needs to get in that thing. He needs to regenerate into something else. And we need, like, we need, we need young Dirk back because they're terrible. It's actually been kind of like... It's it's definitely given me some sadness in my heart watching watching Dirk this year because it's been like maybe even the next level of final year Kobe, you know, where like the dude is just legitimately a cardboard cutout at this point on defense. He's like he's, he's struggling. Yeah, yeah, he's having a rough one. But like, and it's actually like, kind of painful to watch. I think he's one of these guys who like he's like that scene of in Princess Bride, where you know they. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Princess Bride. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Cut off okay. cut off your arm. Tis but a flesh wound, yes. right? Monty Python, and like, bro. Oh my gosh. I told <laughs> We're you. 0 for I, oh, three. Man, I can't Mike, believe I'm 0 Mike, for 3. That that Mike. just that just hurt me. Wow. I hurt you're myself. hurting me. <laughs> I'm hurting Monty that, that Python, was bad. bro. Between Kawadza and Monty Python. Girl, We're having bro. a rough one today. I am oh. failing at my metaphors. Man. Here, I just here died a little dirt. inside, guys. Yeah, I, I that that was bad. <laughs> but it works. Pod, but no, like, the, the metaphor if, actually if is we, even if, better if, than you think, Mike, if, because the Black Knight's got no legs either. No, so that, it's basically <laughs> Dirk. That's what I'm saying. Is like Dirk. Dirk will continue to fight until he has no arms, has no legs. It's yeah. true. That's Dirk. It's true. Yeah, and every once in a while he'll have the throwback game where he he sinks the beautiful, unblockable fadeaway that Dirk is known for. Oh, but that, it's that true. That is so good. It is. Probably it's, more than really anything is. else. It really is. Dirk needs a TARDIS. He does. I mean, um, you're going to turn an old man into a superhero. That's what you got to give him. So. All right. Keeping it moving. Um, I have a gift for Mike's team. I have a gift for the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, tell me. That Yeah. I'm giving them a uh, a plane ticket. Oh, just cool. one. Is it from one Cleveland to LA one way? Uh, that would be an amazing plane ticket, but I think that you've got that covered a little bit later. So I'm actually going to give them, um, it's a one-way ticket. You can choose the destination. It can't be North America. And you're going to put LeVar Ball on that plane. And you're going to send him as far away from the organization as humanly possible. Luke Walton's applauding in the background. Genie's just sitting there <laughs> nodding furiously. Oh. And you know what? In his heart of hearts, in his deep in his heart, Lonzo Ball is like, thank you. Okay. So thank you, Forrest, for giving me this plane Forrest, ticket. I'm actually gonna one up you with this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> just go on this because I think that you're that's too low. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. I think what you need to do oh, man, put I need to do you need, to, you need to, to call up Elon. Be like SpaceX is in LA. Hey, we need to populate Mars. We need to populate Mars with all these tall, freakish aliens. With LeVar. I think that's what you need to do. Like, it's like you, I mean, you, you, you got to go that way. My only concern is that LeVar Ball would come back as the head of the Monstars. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look, fam. That's the Space Jam 2 villain. No, for real. That's amazing. I mean, this... Like we need to sell this to Warner Brothers. <laughs> yes, guys. exactly. Right now, because this, this is this might this be the best happen. idea we've ever had. Like, oh man, uh, this is the best accidental idea that's ever happened. Because <laughs> then I you mean, get like think of think of the intricacies of the storyline. Right, you've got mm-hmm. like like oh you've got LeBron like, and Lavar. Oh my well, god. Well, and then on top of this, you've got like at the end of the movie 
when like LeBron beats the masked LeVar ball, right? <laughs> and he like rips it off, rips off this mask. And it's like, it's like a Darth Vader scene, right? Rips off this mask. Oh, I think I know where this is going. And Lonzo looks up and he's like, no! Levar, but like, Levar, but Lonzo, it, it rips but Lonzo's... off of a Levar ball mask, and it was MJ the whole time. You know? <laughs> oh God! Oh man! <laughs> man, we what we need to do is we need to get into some like we need to start pitching things to like parody studios, like whoever approved Scary Movie Four, right? <laughs> like, oh, they're they're like, on board they for the Levar ball Space Jam parody. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, that would be incredible. Like, oh my goodness! I gold. I I think I think that what we've just done is we've created the greatest gift for our listeners. <laughs> exactly. After I butchered like three of the greatest like yeah. the greatest comedies that I enjoy. This is like the and... scene. This is like the scene in Dumb and Dumber where he's like, "You totally redeemed yourself." Like that's what you just did right now. I I think I think it just happened. It did. Um, that's that's great. There's no smooth transition away from LeVar Ball coming back to lead the Monstars in Space Jam 2. But and Mike, just do you like have that, any presents for anybody? Um, just like that, uh, rip everything. We're, we're just going to go and we're going to leave. No, um, uh, There are no smooth transitions. But here's, here's one of the things. From, from one fantasy world to another, shall All we? All right, I'm into it. Um, you see, like we've already made references to things like Monty Python. A TARDIS, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars is always is just happened. Um, Star Trek, like Star Wars' little brother, you know, is trying to like make some moves, and trying. I need an adult. And, seriously. <laughs> and what and what we're what we're doing here is we're gonna actually jump over to the world of wizardry and magic, and we're gonna give the Spurs everything that they've always wanted. Okay. And it's I'm from ready. the Harry Potter world and it is a cloak of invisibility. <laughs> Here's the re- like do you understand? Do you understand that this team is 25 and 11? It is the spursiest gift ever. Do you understand that not one but two players are having like the like comeback seasons on their careers? Mm-hmm. In Rudy Gay and in LaMarcus Aldridge. Do you realize that Kawhi Leonard, like their monstar, is over here, like playing like 15 minutes a night? He's chilling. They're 25 and 11. What they would love to do is just like dimensional warp <laughs> to another to another place so no one knows where they are. And then like it's the first round of the playoffs and it's like, oh, the Spurs have 60 wins again and they're gonna play and you know they're gonna go and then they win and they do their stuff and then they're just gonna like dimensionally warp away again and they're gonna kind of like do their thing isn't this what um, they do already that it's what they do already but without But that's like, why it's the perfect gift that's right? why it's the like here's the thing oscar let me let me tell you i love giving gifts i love giving gifts and i'm like you know like when you see those things like around christmas time where it's like um you know you the best gift 
is the ones where and it's like those sappy like boyfriend girlfriend things when uh-huh. i mentioned something like eight months ago and he showed that he was listening to me because he <laughs> he mentioned that thing you know and like all that like i like not to brag a little bit that's kind of how i gift right is like i just like listen all year <laughs> until like i find something that people like are like oh like my wife has been talking about how she wants to go to the movies so guess what I gifted her not one set of tickets, but two sets of tickets to the movies at separate times for Christmas. I like to give what you want. The Spurs, they want to just not really exist, not really be there. They want to be invisible to the rest like of the, the league. like the third-ish week of March or so. Right. And, and then that's they just, when they get they to kind of come, come out of the closet. And they're here. You know, yeah. they're... For all, like, we've talked at ad nauseum about how great Houston is, yada, yada, yada. They've had a two games, like, lost two weird games recently, whatever. Mm-hmm. The Spurs are a game and a half behind Houston. They're just, yeah, That's they're weird. out. That's weird. Um, and I, I, sorry, I, I misspoke. The Houston's on a four-game losing streak. So Yeah, they've, they've um, lost some rough ones. I actually think but, that they have the longest losing streak in the NBA right now at that's, four games. That is, that is strange. But anyway. Which is um, something. Spurs, cloak of invisibility. You guys just kind of go off, do your thing, come right back. You it's know. the perfect gift, Mike. It's the perfect, it's perfect. gift. That's yep. what I'm here for. All right, Oscar, hit me with a gift. So I we're going to stick gift. in the same realm because we were just talking about the Spurs. So we're just talking about the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to move a little bit to Cleveland and give Cleveland something that they desperately need, I which is an so actual coach. So we're going to give <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers – a cardboard cutout of Greg Popovich. That's <laughs> my favorite thing. It's so good. Like I don't. I I have no response other than it's perfect. I love everything about it, and it's probably better than the current coach. Okay, so here's the thing. It is better than the current coach. You don't have to worry about like uh, those little talks that they have to do like between quarters because a cardboard cut of a Popovich is going to do it the same as Popovich does. So like it's, so it's not gonna be gonna any stare different. awkwardly at the camera. Yeah, stare awkwardly at the camera and be like, "This is a stupid question. Why are you talking to me?" Like all the things. Like it's perfect, you know. Um, it doesn't change anything because LeBron's coaching the team. We all know this. So, like, yeah, just you know, it just you put it there, and it gets knocked it's, over every it's, once in a while. It's, it's just like this constant reminder, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> it's just living here, and it's this constant reminder. Like, what would Greg do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and, and Wait, we've would, had this joke would Greg, before. Would Greg play LeBron for forty minutes a game? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't so. think he would. I don't. I, I don't think he, he would. He, no. uh, con- confirmed, he wouldn't. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, is that Greg Popovich is sitting here, just kind of just looking down at you. We've talked about this. Like, the bottom half of the league would do way better at basketball if they just asked themselves, like. What would the Spurs organization do here? <laughs> Period. And now you're yeah, doing that absolutely. with a team who's like, you know, on a winning streak and has LeBron and all this stuff. It would just be better. That's the It'd bottom be line. It'd be better. Uh, as a side note, this makes for great audio because you can't see this, but somebody, was this you, Mike, who dropped a <laughs> picture of Popovich into, <laughs> into our show document, just stare, just glowering <laughs> at some distant official, probably, being like, uh-huh. we both know you got that call wrong. Um, that's fantastic. Can we, can we talk uh, about how amazing it would be if Pop was coaching J.R. Smith? Oh, man. 
Oh, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I don't even. I don't even know, guys. I'm not ready for that. That's my everything body's that I want in my life. Anyway, sorry. That no, that's fantastic. Okay, so I think that we're on. Where's, we've got like got? our final-ish round here. What do you got? Uh, right, you've got, you've, you've got, got one a, more. I've got, got a, one more, and then we've got gifts for our teams. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do gifts for teams. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll try to pull something together. Oh, okay. No, I got I got this. I got this, guys. All right. Um. We've been talking about OKC a fair amount, so I'm going to make this really, really quick. Uh, but I want to give them, much as uh, Oscar gave a TARDIS to Dallas and particularly to Dirk, I'm going to give OKC just a straight-up time machine because they really want to go back to 2011. <laughs> like, just think about it. It's the glory days of 2011. You've got Russ. You've got KD. You've got Harden. You've got Ibaka. You're set for the next 15 years. And then, and then the wheels trade come all off. Away. Then you trade it all away and you go, you know what? Rather than pay Harden, rather than sign him to a max deal or like a semi-max deal, he didn't even want a max. He yeah, didn't at the time even he want a max. He just, wanted, want he, just max. Wanted, he didn't even want starting minutes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was literally a four, like a four or five million dollar difference between the two parties is what right. ended up triggering everything. Instead of that, we're going to pay Carmelo 20 million a year. That sounds like a great idea to me, guys. Sign me up. That worked out really, really wonderfully for them. So I'm sure if they had it to do over again, they would do it a little bit differently. So I'm hitting them with that time machine. I think I think they would really like that because I think that they wouldn't have drafted Russ. Like I think that they would oh, have man. they would have built the team around KD and Harden and Ibaka. Spicy. I know that's like extremely spicy. 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 And here's and here I like, like let me find spicy. let's find out uh let's find out when like, because they know what they know now, like right? Who that's, was that's, drafted that's, beneath him? Yeah, like they know what Uh-oh. they know now. Uh oh. Right, and and that's that is part of the beauty of a time machine is is you can take future uh, current uh, information, and you can uh, go and uh, use that information in the future. So is he drafted. Um, I'm looking at. The, I'm looking here. Here's the three players okay. that went ahead of him. Okay. Derek Rose, Michael sure. Beasley, worked out OJ, great. OJ Mayo. Uh, yeah, not so much. Okay. I'm gonna right. say that Russ was a value at four. Let's put so it that way. But who went behind him? Who went? So who we've went got uh, Kevin Love. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Eric Gordon. All right. Uh, I, would, I would take Russ. Uh, we got Brooke Lopez. This is a really bad draft. Yeah, this is like oh. a bad draft. <laughs> <laughs> this is looking at Mike is trailing off Ross. while saying these names. Yeah, he's like, just he's like, 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 uh, 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 like, like, were there any like fun second round picks? Like, did anything uh, good happen here? DeAndre Jordan, second round. Oh, okay. Uh, that's actually like they, that's approaching. Like, I feel like you could trade. You could trade down from four to seven. Get Eric Gordon. Because you're featuring the pick team around Pick up a future Katie, first, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Pick up a pick up a second rounder that turns into DeAndre Jordan as well. Okay. That I mean, I, I you I would definitely take DeAndre Jordan, and you would take um. And I, I would also, say you would take that combo. Goran Dragic above Russ might be an interesting one too. Sure, you just you can you can finesse that draft a little bit mm-hmm. with assets that you pick up for Russ. Um, but I mean, Russ was at the time a 
pretty great pick, but I, I hear what you're saying. Mike, um, that he here's one that you would love is uh, JaVale McGee was available at the 18 spot. So, oh man, <laughs> oh, McGee. Um, but that being said, like, I mean, it wouldn't just be the 2008 draft. They could have traded away the, you know, their first round draft pick and gotten assets for the next year or something. Oh, like for that. sure. Yeah. They could um, totally play with that as a, because the next, the next year was your, oh, that's when they drafted James Harden. I mean, let's so. put it that way. That if you had to choose between Russ and KD, of course you choose KD. And if they thought that Russ was a contributing factor to losing KD at the end of the day, then yeah, you pick somebody else. You you go for. And they they could have they could have tried to trade from the four that year for Russell Westbrook for the seven the next year and gotten Steph Curry. And hey, that would, that now we're talking. Thing. That would have been a now thing. So we're talking. Um, All this right. Is your, this is your weekly reminder that Hashim Thabit, Tyreek Evans, Ricky Rubio, and Johnny oh, yes. Flynn oh, yes, all went me. before Steph Curry. Oh, my God. <laughs> my body is so ready. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, that's, that's exactly so good. it. I understand James Harden going before Steph Curry, and sure, I understand yeah. Blake Griffin going before Steph Curry. But that being yep. said, like... Everyone else, a little rough. Um, sorry, time machines. Time machines all around. Hey, I can bring it back. We're all professionals. <laughs> time machines for everybody. All right. Do you have a gift, Mike? I know you have a gift. It's a uh, great gift. This is my this is my last one, and this is one that I <laughs> Oscar, this stop reading the show doc. This is amazing. Stop reading the show doc. I can't. It's so good. Uh this is a gift to Houston. This gift to Houston. Is a rule change for next year. So it's like when mm-hmm. you get like a, a, a vacation for your parents, right? Yeah, for Christmas. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going on vacation in four months. This is kind of that gift for, for Houston. Next year, you're going to get this rule change. And that is that the mid-range game is officially a game of the floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> if you go and look at their shot charts. If you go and look at everyone's shot charts. And here's my thought here. Is that, you know, people and teams generally look for balance in their teams. Uh, they generally look for, you know, being able to attack from many positions on the floor, you know, or be able to utilize one of the positions on the floor very, very well. Um, but the thing is, is that inevitably, when you look across the board, most team shot charts at the end of a game um, kind of have a, a distribution of points that are shot in the in what we would call the mid-range game, which is all twos outside of the key and inside of the three. If you go and look at Houston shot charts, what are they those? would they would lose I've zero points a game. game. They would lose zero points a game if the floor was suddenly lava for all their mid-range shots. Other teams they'd lose you know twelve points a game, twenty points a game. Maybe even 40 points a game. And also, they would be burnt by lava. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Hello? Uh, It's an an unfortunate side effect. This is a gift for Houston. They know how to survive the mid-range game being lava because they take zero mid-range shots. They've got it figured. They've got it figured it out. They're ready. (laughs) Oh, it's so perfect. Oscar's catatonic. It's He's so catatonic it's right just, now. It's really, it's just, oh man, this is my favorite game growing up. Like, I'm just being nostalgic <laughs> here at this point. Like, I don't even have anything to say. It's, it's just so we've, perfect. We've gone from Raptors yeah. to the floor is lava yeah, for Oscar exactly. over here. He's just yeah. reliving I the am. best moments of his childhood. I am. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
I so I think it'd be great because their team's already built to shoot threes or or like cross the little drawbridge over to the key and uh mm-hmm. and you know run that high pick and roll and shoot yeah. from the key. They are they are NBA ready if the mid-range game is lava. It's fantastic. All right, Oscar, I want a final gift from you. Final gift. Okay, we're going to our teams now. Yep. Yeah, okay. sure. So this team that I chose, so you can't Have see me. Left you, yeah. you, did, you did choose this that team. I chose. Uh, Quote unquote chose. Would be the Oklahoma but City did Thunder. Choose. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm again gonna like piggyback on one of Force's gifts because it works with mine. We're gonna hop in a time machine, and we're gonna never move the team away from Seattle in the first place. That's what we're gonna do. Best That's the gift that I'm ever. giving. Them. That's, That's the, the best that use of the time machine. Huh? No, I think I think I think if you wanted to do this as a, as a guy who likes giving gifts, I think you should just move them back to we Seattle. Can just move they them. have to go away, experience the loss, right? And then you can come in as the savior by moving them back to Seattle. I think that that's that's a great that's the story. way to do it. Yeah. I Winning. think so. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. Except for Clay Bennett. Everyone you have here in the show doc, you also have Hoodie Mellow. With, yeah, with Hoodie exactly. Mellow like, be going to Seattle? No, no, no. Just, you got to give – Hoodie Mellow is just a far superior player. Like, let him play with a hoodie and you're going to be fine. Like, it's just, you know, that's just, that's what that's that's what you need. Like, dude, give Mellow a hoodie, let him play with it on, and, you know, that solves a lot of their problems. It's the Team USA Mellow. Exactly, exactly. Like, that's that's what we even want. greater that's superpowers. Like, give, I like it. Give, give Mellow, be like, hey, Mellow, that's actually that uh, international three-point line right there. Okay, that, that's it. That's what they need. There you go. And then all of a sudden, Mellow's great. You're going to give the Thunder the international three. That's perfect. <laughs> exactly. That's fantastic. <laughs> all right. That's so amazing. I, I have a gift, and it's, it's kind of um, for the Golden State Warriors, my team, but... Um, it's also kind of not because you see the Warriors were actually already given a gift in the form <laughs> of Jordan this. Bell by the Chicago Bulls. Thank you, Chicago. Oh, that was so nice of you. So in return, Chicago, I'm going to give you back your $3.5 million. I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to send that back your way. And we're just going to give you a do over on this one. Okay. We'll just do it. Swapsies. We know you wanted that gift anyways. You know, it works out perfectly for everybody. You're welcome, Chicago. You're just you were a little too generous that time. A little so, bit too generous. So you're basically like, yeah, we're the Warriors, and like you're you basically the Warriors are like that really rich friend that you yeah. can't really get a gift for. You know, what like you do can't, you buy the you man who buy, has everything? Right. You yeah. know. So what you're doing is you're giving the Warriors an opportunity. I'm I'm regifting Jordan Bell. Yeah, you're regifting them back to Chicago. <laughs> we're doing this white elephant style now. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> there's, there's something going on. Um, okay, so my team is the Lakers, and this one's super simple: is that the Lakers uh, will get to sign Paul George and LeBron for about seventy-five percent of their value. This is ridiculous. Um, this is and then ridiculous. all like like. Like you see regularly, you see like these crafty veterans coming out of the woodwork to come and chase some rings. Mm-hmm. Like guys like so then guys like who are on like Gary a Payton. one like a Gary or like Payton Carl Malone. or Carl Malone. Yeah, yeah you know like hey. hey, we got a history with this. So um <laughs> <laughs> Also LeBron LeBron, LeBron has that with uh with some of the dudes that got signed he signed in uh, Miami. So but then then these crafty veterans Right, 
will come out of the woodwork and be like, hey, I'll take a veteran minimum. I'll take like David Lee taking a veteran minimum. Come on, man. Yeah. And like all these guys come out and take these veteran minimums. So then like suddenly the Lakers are like reloaded with like with like Reddick coming off the bench. Uh, you know, back suddenly, in LA. Suddenly back in LA, you know, playing. He's got his podcast going, you know. I mean, he's thing. just got things going on. And Paul George and LeBron signed for 75%. We got cap room to move. Um, and then also one I would love is just, you know, if Lou Aldang would just retire, just take that off the books. That that that'd be that'd be that'd be pretty cool, you know. I like Whatever. I like how we went from like fireworks in the sky and completely going bananas with LeBron and PG, and then you're just over here like PS Luol. Luol, please. Please, Luol, please. You're helping He's over here buddy. polishing his Rolex. He's like, I think it's going great, guys. This is a great team. <laughs> Luol and, and Dirk need to just go fishing together. Like that's they need to just stop. There's a certain amount of truth to that. They just need to stop. They just need to go be tall, very tall men somewhere and just you know stop. Like like what if what if Dirk's like, you know, I could go for a second ring and sign for oh, a veteran minimum, be, be our thirteenth hey. man off the bench. I was about to say, plays five minutes at the end. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Hey, his buddy Steve Nash is in LA just chilling, you know, like, you know. Steve I mean, Nash is the assistant coach, man. Yeah, he's going to teach he? Lonzo. He's going to fix Lonzo's shot. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, what's, is we'll, he? Ta- we'll talk about that stuff Is he, later. though? <laughs> Guys, there's a lot of gifts you could give to the Lakers. You know you know like, how we talked like about. Like Lonzo a shot? Gold, there are a lot of. You know how we talked like about Lonzo like Golden shot. State? What, what can you get? What can you get, Golden State? What can you get the man who has that's, everything? That's well, why let, it's the white elephant. Well, let We're me giving t- it back. Let me We're tell re-gifting. you about the thing that you can get for someone who has nearly nothing. A uh, jump shot for Lonzo would be nice. You know, some some top tier superstar caliber guys. We're, we're clearing out from you know, Mike. Some, Keep going, some Mike. cap room would be really nice. You know, like our Christmas list is not only long, but it's practical. You guys All got, right? new, you guys got so, new jerseys. You guys got new jerseys. Like, come on. You didn't get Those nothing. jerseys are pretty those fresh. Those jerseys are hey, pretty I, dope. I'm not going to lie. Ghost of Kobe on your leg is pretty sweet. <laughs> Getting that 24 and that 8. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh my god! All right, uh, we can't we can't go any higher, we so can't. we're just gonna tap out right <laughs> yeah, there. That's it. It's oh done. my goodness! So every episode, we bid farewell to some things that we say rest in peace. At the end of the year, it is only appropriate for that to be rest in peace, 2017. We're gonna spare everyone the histrionics. It's been, I think, it's safe to say, an up and down year, uh, culturally for the NBA. For many people's personal lives, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag. We were looking at some of the music that came out this year, the other night, um, and Can, it's it's been, I think, it's safe to say, a mixed bag as well. We're we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do it. We wanted this this pod to be like a cultural all sports pod initially, mm-hmm. like spoilers for everyone. Um, rest in peace. Any validity that Rolling Stone has, by the way, oh because God, like that list is so like, bad. Their top so fifty bad. songs had like three songs that i was like i could see those being good songs of the year yeah that's, yeah, that's what i got. yeah there were like three to five it Agreed. was it was bad it was really 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 bad um u2 came in at number four and nobody how? knows how they had an but, album out but they again? did that they song, did that song was not very good like the only time like when did <laughs> like, they make music i'm a u2 stan and that song was not very good like <laughs> it was 
It was not very good. I'm, I stand by what I said. I don't. Harry Styles anyway, is number one, man. I don't. Like, I, I, I can't. I can't handle that one. It's, but all it's right. been an interesting 2017, and we look forward to green pastures in 2018. So that could not be more true. Thank you guys for sticking with us through the end of the podcast, through the end of the year, and we will see you next year. Goodbye from our brown leather coat couch. <laughs> Peace out, guys. <laughs>